Set big goals, win big prizes, like a happy, thriving, successful marriage that serves as the launch pad for husband and wife team to each race 100 miles, him by mountain bike, her by trail shoe, farther, faster, and happier than they could have on their own. On the podcast today, I sat down with Chris and Lindsay Sachs as they provided insights into how they've built their family and work life around being present, intentional, and consistent in supporting one another. And as you'll see, the results speak for themselves. I am so excited for everybody to listen to this conversation. And I think that Chris and Lindsay can help us all be more intentional about our lives, our work, and our approach to training and racing. So if you are ready, crank it up and let's go. Welcome to Faster Forward. I am your host, Troy Bousseau. This is a show where we sit down and talk with some amazing people from the endurance community, age groupers and Olympians, adventurers and explorers. We discuss their successes and failures about falling down, getting back up and never ever quitting. While it's not always about finishing, it is most definitely about starting, getting on a journey faster forward. Hey guys, I have Lindsay and Chris Sachs here. How are you? Good. Great. Good, good. We are in uh, in studio here in Boulder, Colorado, so it's it's nice to do a face-to-face. I've had a lot of virtuals so far. Yeah, it feels cool. good. It does yeah. feel good. We've yeah. been looking forward to this. Cool, cool. So, Lindsay and Chris, the reason um, when I first started um, kind of putting this thing together, one of the things that um, is a common recurring theme from a lot of the conversations I've had with um, athletes uh, over the years is how to balance um, how to balance work life family with training and racing and in front of me I see two people who have done some pretty amazing things completed 100 mile mountain bike races 100 mile runs uh, while raising a baby another one on the way opening a business uh, uprooting and moving to a small town in Colorado Netherland um, and I wanted to just kind of have a little conversation with you guys and hopefully our listeners will join along on the conversation and and just kind of talking about some ways that you guys have been able to, um, you know, leverage your own personalities and backgrounds in life to, to, uh, you know, our, our mission statement here of more people racing more often having more fun in the process is a key. So, uh, I thought we'd just sit down and have a little chat and talk about some of the things that you guys have done in your lives to make that a reality for both of you. Fantastic. We're honored. Cool. Super excited to be here. And it's a it's a topic that, as you pointed out, Lindsay and I live yeah. on a daily basis. So, um, yeah, happy to, to chat and help anybody that could be listening and get some benefit from it. So Cool. So first off, how, um, how important is... So you can sort of look at it a chicken and the egg, right? It's that I've structured my my family around my ability to race and and that's why I've you know maintained happiness or is it um, I'm asking in a clunky way, but basically is it is is the fact that you race a key part of your marriage? You know what I mean? Like it, do you feel like your um, leveraging of endurance sports, does that lend to your happiness or is it that you've figured out how in your marriage to make racing happier, if that makes sense? Can I say both? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you certainly can. <laughs> yeah. And, and the reason I, I say both is I think that we both had appreciation for endurance sport prior to us meeting. And then 
once we met, certainly I would say a relationship comes first. And through our relationship, we've been able to find ways in, in sport and endurance sport to, you know, keep relationship first, but then also how can we both enjoy these activities and individually and together? Yeah. Kind of a virtuous cycle where one feeds the, the other. I would say so. Yeah. 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 And I think our, our lifestyle has kind of, you know, joined together. You know, when we met, we both had these interests. Chris had had years of racing under his belt, where for me, I actually was on the race director side, first producing, creating a triathlon from the ground up and helping, you know, inspire athletes of all abilities to take on a triathlon, you know, so seeing things from the race director perspective. And then around the time that we met, I kind of had the opportunity to put myself out there at the start line and start, you know, training and racing. So I think we kind of entered the relationship with an appreciation for what training and racing can offer to your life. And so it was really fun to, you know, be with someone that celebrated that and we both enjoyed that and, you know, kind of knew how to support each other in it because we knew what it took. Yeah, you knew the... The, the behind the scenes look of it all. Yeah. And so yeah. when, when you guys met, how uh, you, you, I think your, your athletic background was a little bit deeper in terms of racing goes when you first met. Mm-hmm. Um, and so where did you come from in all of that? Were you high school, cross country type of? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, definitely been doing that kind of thing for the majority of my life. Um, my family was very active. We were always kind of outside playing, adventuring, camping, water skiing. We actually would go snowmobiling and then bring cross-country skis, park the snowmobiles, and then go adventure with the skis somewhere. Wow. And so that got me into racing, cross-country, playing soccer, cross-country skiing, racing. And I really just connected with cross-country ski racing and then stuck with that through high school, college beyond and for cross-country skiing you know to to train you run you trail run you bike you do strength you know so that sport had me doing a lot of these other endurance activities and so that's that's been really kind of a part of who I am kind of my fabric if you will and so it was a lot of fun when when I met Lynn's you know, she had a lot of background, like she referenced within endurance sport, but then was also just at the start of her adventure for exploring trail running. Mm. And so it was really fun to see that. I can remember one of our first trips was very early on. Uh, it was her first trail run, and we were uh, in Arizona, uh, South Mountain, was it? I think. One of my old stomping grounds, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we went trail running there. So that was pretty fun. And so it's just kind of blossomed yeah. from there. Yeah. Were you, were your folks a, a good example of that? Like did, did both of your folks at least exercise and do sort of outdoor activities together and things? It's a great question. And they actually, they were always very active, but they never did a ton of sport in, you know, my recollection. My dad wrestled a bit in high school. He swam a bit in high school, you know, from my mom's era, sport wasn't a whole lot of part of a, a young girl's life. And in, so she didn't, you know, glom onto that. 
But when my brother and I were kids, they really encouraged us just to get out there and try these different activities. And so when we found something that we liked, they were awesome at just really supporting us. So I would say from a perspective of having a, a relationship where I watch my parents support each other, mm-hmm. they were a phenomenal example there. But they, they were great examples within the just stay active yep. and find things that are fun to do, not necessarily. My dad... You know, the, the idea of going and biking 100 miles to him is very foreign. Right. You know, but he likes to ride his bike around the lake. Yeah. So when you when you were, I guess, uh, dating or courting Lindsay, is that something that you were conscious of that you wanted to, were you seeking uh, a wife, frankly, that, you know, kind of shared that? Like, was that a big enough part of your life that that was going to be a deal breaker, so to speak? Yes. The short answer is yes. And... The longer answer is it's a bit nuanced. Yeah. You know, when I met Linz, I knew, you know, right away that she, you know, she hadn't been doing endurance sport and high level endurance sport for the last 20 years. Right. But I could tell that she just had a love for adventure. And I think that's one of the things we were talking about as we were prepping for this podcast was one, just kind of a love for adventure. Two, she was digging on the endurance sport stuff, which was exciting and attractive. But then uh, also, just a fun personality that was open and I could see that if, if I had some goal that I was looking to accomplish, yeah. that she was a personality that would be like, yeah, that's great. I'm going to do what I can to support that. Yeah. You know, and I think we, we connected on that level. So you brought like a whistle and a stopwatch on your first date and <laughs> see what she had in there. <laughs> Not quite. Not quite. But when I saw her trail running for the first time and some of the terrain we were accomplishing and she was just open-minded and gung-ho. I was yeah. like, that's cool. That's, <clears throat> that's awesome. And so now I'll ask you, so when you uh, were, you know, again, dating, courting, looking for Mr. Right out there, what, where did you rank that on priorities as somebody who was, you know, kind of into the things that, that you were into in terms of the endurance sports side? I ranked it pretty high. I mean, I think, you know, anytime you can share a goal or share interests, you know, it just it's going to provide a natural foundation that's wonderful for a marriage. And so just knowing that, you know, I was kind of starting to get into, actually one of the, the ways that we were introduced was somebody realizing we both had this commonality of, you know, enjoying racing and training. And yeah. um, so I kind of knew that we probably already had that common ground, but, you know, we quickly you know, one of the first things that we did was Chris racing the American Berkabiner. Um, so, you know, showing up to support him on a sub-zero day, a day that wasn't his best race, honestly, of That's all why the years. That's you're laughing. <laughs> it's, it's pretty funny. It's a short yeah. story. I could, I could make it real short if we wanted to add it in. But <laughs> yeah, I'd love to hear uh, it. Yeah. But, you know, and so, you know, knowing how hard he's trained and, and how much he's grown up racing and you know, placed a lot of value in, um, you know, kind of who he is based on his athletic performance. And then, you know, probably starting that race, trying to impress, yeah. you know, this new girl that he's dating and, and failing miserably. <laughs> <laughs> but then we could, we could expand on that. Right. Yeah. Anyways, we get to the halfway point of the race and I'm waiting and waiting and waiting for Chris to come through. All right. If I, if I could a little bit here. So, you know, Nordic skiing, American Berkabiner is yep. the largest 
cross-country ski race in North America. It's in, you know, kind of the Northwoods of Wisconsin. 10,000 skiers are out there, right? And I'd been racing it a number of years, and I was going to race it a particular style. There's skate and classic, so I was going to do classic this particular year. And I was, you know, in the first wave or the elite wave, and I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come through. This will be my time. I'm going to finish, you know, let's say top 10, top 20. Uh, <clears throat> no worries. This is when you can expect me. I got Set about, your clock by it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I got about two kilometers into the race and realized today is not my day. Oh. And I had 54 to, or 52 at that point to go. I came to Lindsay. She was about the halfway point. About an hour and a half later than I told her I was going to be there. Wow. And and you said sub-zero temperatures, pretty... It was little, freezing. Little bit of a chilly day. Oh, yeah. And I come yeah. through, and I look horrible. I'm white. My lips are purple. <laughs> and she's still, like, all excited. She's got a beer in her hand, you know? And, and doesn't say a whole lot about me being far later than what I had estimated. <laughs> More like, you going to be okay? Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Uh, I, I stuck in it, persevered, and... Just having that uh, fun, open personality to whether I did really great or otherwise uh, was very fun to have. So. Yeah, you were falling deeper in love with her as she was starting to look at some of these other guys going, oh, wait a second, maybe I'm back on the wrong horse. Yeah. Yeah. I thought you typically are in the top 100. Right. <laughs> you are in the bottom 100 of this. The best thing is I had already had a, a medal, like a fake medal that I was giving him as like just a little cute girlfriend oh, treat. It was actually you. a beer opener, nice. you know, to enjoy the after the race. And so he wore it to the sawmill, which is where everyone goes after the race. And everyone was like, you won the Berkey today? <laughs> so it kind of boosted his, you know, It was, it was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, a little this, bit. This pizza place afterwards that we went with my parents right after the race. And I'm walking around with this medal that says first on it. Oh, and no. all these people that are just, you know, local townies that had no clue. They're like, you got first? And I was like, in my own race, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think that's part of the beauty, though, of like yeah. being able to race with your spouse or enjoy these things together is just the vulnerability, you know, because you really do see, you know, whether it's a race day or just a training day where you're trying to balance work and, you know, these other priorities that might be on your mind and, you know, just being able to have someone to just truly lean into through it all, because, you know, as much as it is individual, you know, the training and putting in the effort, it's, it's such a team effort when you're doing it with your spouse. Yeah. yeah. And I think, you know, sometimes you hear, you know, couples or, you know, relationships really have trouble around, you know, how to integrate racing and training into your lifestyle. But, you know, in our experience, there can be so much success in it. Yeah. And just, it really enhances our relationship because it gives us some exciting things to talk about. You know, we're both fueled by, you know, these goals and it's just overall a really positive thing yeah. to kind of absorb on a day-to-day -day basis in your daily life. Yeah. Let's, we'll put a pin in the goal setting. Cause you and I talked a little bit about that this morning and we'll, we'll dive deep into that. I'm going to go back a little bit. So Burke Beaner, you guys are dating. You had a spree de sheet behind you by this point, right? Had started. So you had started it. This yes. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. So um, Lindsay was the essentially the founder, the the idea founder, at least behind the esprit de sheet um, triathlon. So again, going back to that, more people racing more often, having more fun in the process. That race is all about that, right? Mm -hmm. It is really a women's only race. 
from total novice to, you know, as, as high up in, in the categories as you wanted. So um, just trying to get a sense for the type of people we're dealing with here. So, um, you know, high level, high functioning, you know, professional people here meeting. Um, and so when you, when you now start to date and you're starting to kind of expand on things and you're integrating the relationship in with the racing or the racing into the relationship, um, and things are, you know, kind of heating up now, are you, did you ever find that there was a sort of a competition for resources? You know, the most important resource being time. Um, was that something you guys were able to easily integrate with your life immediately or was it, you know? It's a great question. Cause like you say, time is your most valuable commodity yeah. you got and balancing that out with relationship and then fast forwarding to, you know, current times, balancing it out with a, a little child around, uh, and another one on the way, which, you know, that's, that's future planning for us to continue to talk yeah. about, but you know, we've been pretty good at balancing that between the two of us. Uh, it's not always been easy, you know, I, but I would say we, I'm going to back this up to putting it this way. We've been great at making each other's goals a team goal. And we lovingly refer to us as uh, team sacks. Yeah. And our, that's like a very standard <laughs> hashtag within our social media posts, oh, yes. hashtag Team Sachs. Yeah. And that's one thing that's also been fantastic in our relationship. And I saw that early on within Lynn's and, you know, that I, I would, and I would say she does really good at that. And she's almost kind of a leader for me in that, but making her goals also mine, you know, to support that. And so if she's committing herself to run in ultra running races, you know, one, it's, it's endurance sports. So great. We love it. But if she was committing to something else, you know, like she, you know, we, but she's really leading this business that we started too. And that was just, we could touch on that at some point, yeah. but we made that a team goal. Now that means that I'm going to make some sacrifices to support the goal that she has, but I'm excited to do so because her success is our success. And I think that's a big part of how that's really come together. And then the time, you know, certainly for biking, like, you know, me telling Lynn's, well, I'm going to be gone for eight to 10 hours while yeah. I go do some training ride and, you know, climb some mountain or something. You know, that's something we really have to plan out. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. So let's go to, I think it was 20, let's say uh, 2019. Well, 2018, mm -hmm. 2019. So, you you just barely missed eight hours, Chris, at the uh, Leadville 100 mountain bike race. Lindsay, you so all of the races in Leadville are compressed into like like eight weeks essentially um, up in Leadville. So we have a hundred mile mountain bike under eight hours. We have an attempt at the Leadville 100 run at the same time. So let's stick on maybe like that year. When you start that year and you're thinking, okay, we have some big goals. Obviously, there's some cross training where maybe you're doing some trail running or riding it, you know, together, but you know, two essentially separate activities completely. Um, is that something that you um you've mentioned goals so many times, we can't avoid that. You 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 guys seem so intentional 
in your goal setting, in your actions, in your um, in your lives, frankly. So how do we start that year with such big goals for the year? So we we had had a child in October. Oh, let's throw something in twenty eighteen. <laughs> and you know, I personally was just really excited to get back to to trail running. Um, you know, meanwhile, Chris knew that he was wanting to do the Leadville one hundred mountain bike, um, but wanted to refine his goal and and try to come in under eight hours. Um, and my goal was to finish the Leadville one hundred run. Um, and so I think you know some people could look at that saying, okay, new baby. Young, new business. I was also in graduate school. Chris was in graduate school. I forgot about that. <laughs> um, so you could look at all these reasons why no way in heck yeah. would that work. Yeah. You I, know? Yeah. But, you didn't have like an orphanage somewhere you guys were starting something. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. So, you know, I think that's the reality for a lot of people. You look at that and go, can't make that work. Mm-hmm. And then either you don't try or... You just hold on to these goals that never actually come to fruition, you yeah. know. But for us, we didn't really, we didn't really, really dwell on any of those barriers because we knew we could do it. We just had to make the right plan to do it. So now, so, so you say you knew you could do it. You knew you could finish, or you knew you could start. We knew we could start, and we knew that we would remain committed. Um, we didn't know that we would actually achieve the goal itself, because Mm -hmm. they were really big goals. Mm -hmm. But, you know, we sat down, you talked about being intentional earlier. You know, one of our favorite traditions, even before we had kids, was uh, to sit down at the end of the year and write out our family mission statement, refine it, you know, and then write down our personal goals and our family goals, which they all do. They all are, are essentially family goals. But on that list was you know, my race goal and his race goal among our other goals. Can you share right. what your mission statement was that year? You know, we'd have to look it's multiple at, sentences. Yeah. So, oh, well, okay. we, we've posted it on the fridge. We've been pretty good about having it, maintaining it, but there's times where I'd say right now we're in a little lull where we haven't looked at it for a little while, but I think that we do a good job of living it out. Mm-hmm. So it'd be hard for me to, to say it specifically, but it has a lot to do with uh, a loving relationship it has a lot to do with being, you know, each other's, you know, best cheerleader and partner. Uh, and then it also has a lot to do with, you know, accomplishing goals that we're going to, you know, write down and commit to. Have you guys had to point the other to the mission statement at times in the year and say, hey, you know, you, uh, you said you were going to, you know. You know, you- honestly, we both are – it's it's nice to hear someone say it because I don't really think about it very often, but we are both very goal-driven. Like if we write a goal down, yeah. we really don't have to say much to the other person about yeah. how it's, you know, to do to get it done. I wonder how much of that writing the goal down and being intentional, like you're, it, it is that thing that's holding you accountable now where you don't have to point each other at it. And it it becomes, rather than something we just write down once at the end of the year, then it's, you know, so we've written it down and then we get excited about building the plan around it, you know, and kind of figuring out, it's, it's a fun challenge, the process of it to, to figure out that balance and it's trial and error. You know, we would, you know, look at the available time that we had, you know, 
roughly eight months it, it was in that period of time and kind of look at high level, you know, how, we, we, we were also really honest about the time that it takes mm-hmm. to, you know, achieve the goal that we were after. And, yep. you know, we knew we both had these big goals. So rather than just saying, okay, this year, you're just going to have that goal and I'll wait for my goal for the next year. We were, mm-hmm. you know, there's no time like the present. Yeah. We were like, you know, for, we're, we're both doing this, we're both committing. Yeah. Um, and so once we had kind of the high level plan, you know, then it was something we talked about weekly. You know, what's then, what's that weekly balance? Do we need to make some adjustments? Yeah. Uh, I've seen so many people bite off something like an Ironman or a hundred mile. And it's, it's almost the attitude is like, I'm going to put my life, my family, my marriage on hold for a year and then hope it all comes back together. You know, it's sort of like, hey, babe, I got this goal. I'm doing this goal. And, you know, you hear the stories about you got a family barbecue and and the one person like runs to the barbecue or, you know, those types of things. And so they work it in. But it's always struck me as like, God, that just feels like you're leaving so much to chance. Like, hopefully the family comes back together at the end of this. Whereas it feels like you guys are so, I'll use it again, intentional about saying, no, 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 this is, this is something that the three of us are going to do. And now soon the four of us are all going to be committed on the same page, pulling in the same direction. And we're going to, we're going to, it's not a, you get this year, I get next year kind of thing. It's a, how do we, how do we build this game a Tetris so that we all have our goals accounted for? Cause I'm sure once the kids get into this is, you know, they're going to have their goals of the things they want to accomplish in a year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think you're summarizing it well. And it- as I, I back up a little bit in the, in the thought process, it's, like Lindsay said, putting the plan together, putting it out there, but it, it's also being creative with the plan. You know, it's, it's real. I've been through this myself. Like you say, I've watched others, and it's real easy to be thinking, okay, I'm going to do an Ironman, which I've, you know, that's been in the repertoire in the past too. Yep. And saying 10, 16, 32, Ironman Boulder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> and Not too shabby. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, that's right. Athlinks, you guys. Yep. You're looking at right There Indeed. we go. Yep. <laughs> and saying, okay, for this training, for it to be, let's say, perfect, whatever one defines as perfect in their head, their image, you know, we all have these images that we're playing with on a daily and, you know, per second basis all the time. And you might say, oh, the, the perfect image of my training on Saturday is X, Y, and Z. Mm. And if I don't f- fulfill exactly that perfect image, X, Y, and Z, it's, it's all for naught. Right. You know, and I think that holding on to that super tight like that is a big problem for a lot of people. And I think that's where, like, the example that you gave where I'm committing to this goal, I'm hoping that the family comes back together. That's the big risk is that if you commit to your training need to fit that perfect image, then it, it gets troublesome and there, that's where a rub can arise. And anxiety within one person themselves, even it impacts their race performance, but not only just kind of their daily routine. Yeah. And so what Lindsay and I have done a really good job at is, yes, we put a plan together, but then, you know, there's life. You know, so how do you be creative? You know, how do you juggle these different things? Yeah. You know, as far as like Lindsay getting a call from a friend kind of last minute, hey, we're going to go to Leadville for the weekend. 
and we're going to, we're going to run train for the weekend. And, you know, I think about that and I say, well, that means I'm probably not going to jump on my bike for eight hours on Saturday outside. Right. But I can, you know, because it's a trainer, I can jump on the trainer and I can, I can watch the kid, you know, when they're little, they can sleep in the bouncy chair next to me, you know, or whatever it is. And so, you know, you have some of that willingness to be creative, but still realize that getting training done or accomplishing your goals in other ways that are still getting you there is very beneficial. Do you guys take that kind of approach uh, like throughout your marriage in terms of shared responsibilities? Um, uh, You know, I don't, you don't have to get into personal finances, but I'm always fascinated by uh, couples who keep like joint accounts versus saying, no, like this is, you know, we're bringing everything into the marriage types of things. Do you feel like um, it transcends racing into doing the dishes and who's changing the diapers and things like that? Complete. I mean, when we say team sex, I mean, the one thing I've always appreciated about our relationship is it's so equal. Mm. Like we don't have to be on each other's back about, you know, it's, we, it's, it's pretty wild. Like we just have this natural flow. Mm. Like if he's busy, I've got it. We don't need to like talk about it, you know, or, you know, we do such a great job of trading off and it does, uh, yeah, it creates a great team dynamic and in just marriage, you know, and that's what I think is, is so fun. Like racing, you know, there's, you know, you set out to accomplish your race goal. Maybe it's, you know, say it's crossing the finish line, but you gain so much more than just that, like feeling of crossing the finish line, just the, the skills that you gain Mm -hmm. personally by, you know, having this discipline together and, um, you know, being able to endure other stressful situations in life. I mean, there's, there's a whole host of benefits to it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think now more than ever, you and I were talking before, um, we started here in between COVID and the election and just the economy and all of those things and your ability to deal with this is the most important thing because those things are going to happen around you. And, and so many people, um, turn to running, riding long days. I mean, it's kind of hard to be stressed out when you're, you know, able to, you know, put in an hour or eight hours on a day and, you know, you, you kind of beat your body into submission to the point where it's easy to tune those other things out. And I think about people who don't have that, who just don't have a healthy outlet and they turn to, you know, drugs, alcohol, or other things. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when you guys, um, um, when you, when you turn to training, when you turn to stresses in the family, I mean, every, uh, every marriage has their stresses and things like that. Is that like, is there, is there any stress? Like, is that something consciously that you guys, is there an athletic component, I guess, to like the, the relief in the family when things are stressful? And, um, I mean, it sounds like you guys talk, you have great lines of communication, obviously. Yeah, we, we definitely have, that's a big value in our relationship is our ability to communicate. Like if one of us is off, we're pretty open to being able to talk about yeah. it, which is a real awesome thing that we have. And uh, I will say that if, if I don't get kind of regular workouts, I can be a bit ogreish. Yep. I'm the same <laughs> way. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, I think it's the, it's the, it's the release. It's, you know, something that I feel is part of what I do and, 
you know, it's just, uh, and we support that for each other. And it's, it's been tough for Lynn's, you know, during both pregnancies. Uh, one, she's a beautiful pregnant woman. Uh, and, but being pregnant limits the ability to go trail running. Yeah. You know, so uh, she's definitely been handling that well. And, you know, what if I want to go biking, you know, I can tell that there's a little bit of a, you know, like, oh, yeah, okay, well. Yeah. Yep, definitely you should go. Yeah. You know, yeah. but then I, I wish I could go trail running later today, but I'm not going to because, sure. you know, I can't. Yeah. And so uh, it has been a good balancer for us to both have some activity like that in our lives. Yeah, it it, it strikes me that the amount of planning and, and intentional action that you both have around communication in the little things, right? It, it kind of starts with the little things. The fact that you do so much mutual planning and communication that one, it probably staves off a lot of the hard times, but two, when the hard times do occur, when somebody's not feeling their best or when somebody's a bit ogreish, it's not like you're starting a, a conversation. You're not trying to push a boulder uphill. The boulder's already rolling and you can just kind of roll right into whatever it is that conversation is. It's like, Hey, look, this is part of the plan. We know we're going to deal with these things. We know that we have to overcome some of this stuff. And so let's just, let's just chat it out hug it out and get back to get back to life. Yeah. And I think at the end of the day too, you know, we know because it is a sacrifice for the other person, you know, but again, because we've committed to it, like, yep, Saturday's your day to go do your long workout. Um, Sunday is his, you know, we, we find that trade off. Um, but then, you know, when the day comes and you know, like you're going to have more responsibility that day with the kids and whatnot, you know, it's not always easy to be like, Oh, I'm on my own for the next six hours. Yeah. But, but you, you, I mean, that's like a natural feeling, you know, but you also deeply know, like, you know, we, we both want each other. We need that time to, to get in the hours in order to do the, have the best chance at making our goal. Yeah. So, um, you know, and then it, we have so much to talk about when we both come back from it, you know, and it is really nice to know that you can take off out the door and know that you're supported, you know? And I can think of times when, you know, if you stop to check your phone in the middle of your long run and I get a little screenshot of, you know, Chris showing my location on the map mm. and saying, you're doing so great, wow. you know? And I just, I, you know, it's like little things like that that are so cool, you know, just knowing he's, he's, yeah. Or, or he's sending me motivational messages, you know, throughout the run. Yeah. And like just being present, you know, on those times. And, you know, yeah, I mean, you, if, if we were to add up the hours, right, that we spent separately training, yep. it's a lot. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it's nothing that we, they're, they're well-invested hours, mm -hmm. you know, because then outside of those training hours, like, or during the training hours, we're nurturing ourselves, and then we're just even that much better yeah. with the quality time that we have together. You know, we don't see it as taking away from our relationship in any way. Because I think some people can feel guilt about sure. the hours they're spending away from family or kids. And, you know, I certainly thought about that as a brand new mom, thinking, is this how I should be spending my time? Yeah. You know, but I didn't have those thoughts for too long because you know, one, it's, it's good for her to see her parents setting goals and, 
actually doing something about them, you know, and it's just good for our well-being yeah. too. Um, and, you know, for us, you know, they were realistic goals. Everybody might not have a goal to do a hundred mile race. Um, you know, it doesn't need to be something like that, but no matter what the goal is, yeah. you know, you're going to feel like you're making some sacrifices, but they're not hard sacrifices to make yeah. if they're just part of your family. Well, it's also relative. I mean, it's like episode zero of the podcast where, where we talked about, um, you know, for some people walking one mile is what pushes them. That That's an effort. Mm -hmm. And that is, again, like I said, there is, you know, if you do that and that's what pushes you and you feel like you've earned that badge of being an endurance athlete, take it. Um, uh, I forgot my train of thought completely on that side. So let's let's go back to, to 2018. And the reason that I asked when you were talking about setting the goals and you knew you could do it, quote unquote, do it. And I asked, you knew you could start or you knew you could finish? Because I think so many times people say, well, I can't, I can't do that. Versus you can try and that's good, <laughs> you know? And if I could unpack that a little yeah. bit, you know, we've been together now for a little while. So I, I know a little bit more about kind of what she's saying when we can do it. And I think part of the we can do it is, okay, yeah, we have a new business. We've got a new kid. I'm in graduate school. I got a full-time job. You know, we're, we're doing all these things. We can do it means, well, we can figure a way as a team to get the training in, to have the fun, to still be a family and to, you know, really give it our best to accomplish these goals. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's a lot of what goes into what the statement is, like, we can do it. Yeah. Um, did we know for sure, you know, whether you're going to finish the 100-mile race or whether I'm going to finish the, the mountain bike? We don't know for sure. Yep. But we know we can give it a good, you know, team try. Yeah. And we said, okay, we can make it, we can make it work. And, uh, you know, even the word saying make it work sounds somewhat aggressive. It was almost more like, cool, all right, let's figure this out and let's go for it. You yeah. know, so it wasn't really like forcing the square peg through a round hole. Right. Yeah. It was more like, okay, we just may, need to make sure we have the right, you know, size peg and we'll, yeah. we'll, it'll fit through the hole. And, and we, we figured that out. We figured out how to balance the training and the, the family life. And, you know, one of the nice things too about the training is – it ends up being a little bit of social time for each of us too, is we've met some just beautiful people mm. through sport, you know, yourself and other people that, you know, we both know and, you know, we wouldn't be together if it wasn't for kind of just a, an adventurous spirit and a desire to go try some endurance sport stuff. Yeah. And so getting out and training, you know, there's times where you're out there by yourself and that's peaceful and we, we support each other for it. But then there's times where, you know, I get to go bike with some of my friends and that's some great quality time where I get yeah. to, to socialize and, and Lindsay with running too. So, yeah, you know, it's, it's been incorporating all these different blends to bring it together is a lot of what, you know, bringing it back to the, you know, I know we can do it. Right. And it, it becomes motivating. It's not necessarily, it doesn't feel like work. Right. It's like, cool. All right, let's figure out how to do this. Yeah. One of my, it has grown to be one of my least, and I'm sure I've said it before, uh, but it is now one of my least favorite phrases, which is failure is not an option. And it's like failure is always an option, and it's okay. I've 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 probably 
most of my successes have come on the heels of my biggest failures. And so, um, so when you, uh, so you start out 2018, you've got a sub eight hour goal. You've got a hundred mile goal. How did, how did that go for the year? Did we accomplish, did we check all of our boxes? Did everybody meet their goals? I, I did accomplish the sub eight hour goal. Uh, and that was a little bit of an adventure along the way, you know, it was, uh, even in the bike race, you know, you had some challenges, uh, I had, you know, multiple flats and, you know, some challenges along that way. And, um, but yeah, we, we got there and as far as the bike race is concerned, you know, it's interesting. You, you mentioned, did we accomplish our goals? You know, cause there's, there's a whole lot that right. goes into that. Yeah. And I would say we really did a great job of accomplishing our goal, balancing all the things that we just talked about. Yeah. Life, kids, training, you know, willingness to be on the trainer and having the little kid in the bouncy chair next to me versus being outside. Or, you know, I'm on the trainer and I'm studying my grad school stuff for my finals because that's the only way I can ride my bike and get my studying at the same time. Yeah. You know? And so Lindsay's the same, you know, she's growing a business and, you know, I don't want to speak for her, but, you know, I think that we, we, I think by and large, we accomplished all those goals, but Lindsay. Yeah. So it was fun. We, you know, it it was really rewarding to get, I started training in December of 2018. uh, After giving birth and after after mid October. So 2018 ended with, uh, you did, it was your fourth, I believe, attempt at the Leadville 100 run. In 2019. So that was 2019 that you did that? Or 2018 was the fifth time? No, 2019. So I had our our child in October of 2018, started training that December. Okay. And then had a solid eight months before attempting the Leadville 100 run in August. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It was so close. So I had roughly eight, eight months or so, um, to, to give it a good effort. And I had, you know, had a bunch of fitness built up, but of course you get nervous about what you've lost during pregnancy and whatnot. But from the standpoint of accomplishing the goal, I'd say from a training perspective, um, I just, I look back and just, I'm amazed, you know, at honestly what was able to take place in those eight months, um, managing a baby full time too. And so it meant, we talked earlier about flexibility in your training, you know, rather than going and getting elevation gain and being able to go off deep into the boulder trails, you know, I had to be on the boulder Creek path with my stroller (laughs) and running concrete, uh, you know, on the sidewalk, um, or pushing the stroller on a dirt road up by our house, um, you know, and just kind of rolling with, with what I had, but, um, I've never had so much consistency in my training. Mm. And so, that was pretty cool. Like that was, that was a new threshold that I had met is more consistency. Um, so I felt completely prepared Mm. heading into Leadville and it was my fourth attempt in 2019. Okay. And, you know, so I had experience with the race. Um, but like a lot of people who might be listening, you know, I'm somebody who didn't grow up racing. You know, I kind of found it, a little later in life, started trail running around 2014. And, 
you know, just was one of those people that just always thought, you know, you never know until you try. Yeah. And so I've always had that mentality. So, you know, getting to the start line of Leadville last year, um, I just felt, I felt ready. And it was honestly a really great day and, you know, no major hiccups, uh, you know, but I didn't cross the finish line. Like I had hoped that was the ultimate goal was to actually finish. Right. And like a lot of people with Leadville, you know, you, you don't know what your X factor is going to be. And, uh, you know, I was lucky enough to have Chris, you know, also coach me too. So through all this, he was my coach and wrote all my training plans and, you know, was my pacer mm. coming in, you know, after going up and over Hope Pass. And, you know, so I got to... You're solo through the first 50 miles, right? Yes. <clears throat> yeah. So you're on your own for your first 50, you come off Hope Pass and then you're allowed a pacer. And then you're allowed a pacer. Yeah. Yes. So, uh... So that's where Chris picked me up, and we got to travel through the night together. Um, and, you know, ultimately, you know, it. you always can look back on a race and wonder, you know, why didn't I finish? For me, I don't necessarily – I just – there wasn't any one big thing. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I do know I lost some time um, in kind of the 70, 60 to 80-mile mark. Yeah. Um, but that was new territory for me. You know, the, that was the longest I had ever run in a race. Um, and sun was rising again. We were having a great time. Spirits picked back up. I felt more energy. And ultimately, we came in four minutes shy of meeting the last cutoff. Were you together at that point? And we okay. were together. And we were running into the 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 aid station. And you know, prepared to, to not stop, yeah. you know? And when we got cut off, it was, you know, it's, 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 it is heartbreaking because you know the time that you invested and all that you went through. And the same time though, I kind of had feelings of just, I still felt so proud mm -hmm. just because versus disappointment, just because it is, I couldn't have asked for any more. I mean, mm. truly, with all of the things that we had going on and, you know, the ability to run after having a baby and, yeah. and doing all of that, I was really proud. Um, and I know Chris was too, but at the same time, you know, because this was such a team goal, you know, he he was the first to, to tear up and <laughs> cry. And I was going to ask, who took it worse? <laughs> <laughs> Chris. In, in the initial moment, I would say I did. Yeah. 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 Uh, it, it was, well, I'll, I'll say it's been amazing to watch Lindsay with her dedication to this. You know, she's been a type of person that throughout her entire life, she sets a goal and it's accomplished. It's accomplished with, you know, five stars and, um, running a hundred miles through the mountains of Colorado has been, you know, in some ways an, an equal as far as a challenge for her and to watch her drive and dedication to keep going after and working to accomplish this goal has been phenomenal. And, mm -hmm. you know, I've had a background of endurance sport. I've, I've coached, I've run kind of an endurance sport organization for a while. And, uh, so it was, it was honestly a lot of fun to be in a scenario where I was able to be her coach that year. 
And so, you know, we worked together on our training plan. And, you know, so it was very personal. And I can remember us, you know, within the last few miles coming to that cutoff. And I was behind her, you know, encouraging us to run, run, run. And I knew we weren't going to make it. I was doing the math, and I was like, we're going to be a few minutes after. I don't know what's going to happen. I was already – I'm kind of crying right now. Yeah, I can, I can, I can <laughs> kind of feel it. Because, um, yeah, you know, I really wanted to see her accomplish that. And it was a lot of fun for me to be, you know, accepted to be, accepted to be her coach. You know, it was her call. Yeah. And, yeah, so, I, you know, I, I was the first one to kind of tear up and walk away. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's so interesting with both of you, it seems like the the journey, I mean, it truly is a journey, not a destination for you both. Like, it seems like the goal setting, the the coordination, the, you know, the impact on the family, the things, the growth that you're both, um, you know, um, achieving because of these races seems to be far more important than the result. Would you, is that a fair statement? It's a fair statement, I'd say, for us now as a family. I would, for me personally, you know, just for other people that's probably going through this journey, it wasn't always that. Mm-hmm. You know, as a younger man, mm-mm. you know, it was, you know, the result was everything. Mm-hmm. And I'm thankful that, you know, I carried that long into my you know, life. And then Lindsay's helped me with just kind of realizing that, you know, uh, it's not, always just the result. And I, I think I knew that because I would have a balance of it, but on race day, mm. oftentimes I would, it, I would confuse the two. Interesting. And so, but now, yeah, like the journey, the adventure we have together, the, just the things we get to share through it, it's so valuable, far more valuable. Mm. Interesting. Interesting. Cool. That is, uh, I just, I think the, I don't know that I've met two people more just kind of in, again intentional in the in the just the the approach to it all. You know the it it doesn't feel like there's not um, like everything has its place. You know the there's no happenstance. It's not and not to say that I'm sure you guys are very spontaneous and you've talked about the the little things. You know, sending the screenshot of the hey, I'm tracking you. You're doing great. That type of thing. Um, so I don't want to make it seem like you guys are just so sterile and planned. But the <laughs> just meaning that the the um, you know hundred mile race is a is a big logistical issue. You know, whether mm-hmm. it's on a bike or or a run. And so when you, when that day, so you're standing there, tears in your eyes, you didn't quite meet your goal. You're thinking to yourself, like, are you questioning at that point? One, physically, so let's talk about the racing side. Are you just questioning at that point? Like, maybe it's just not for me. I can't, I can't do it. No, No, not at all. Never entered your mind. No, no. Sorry, as her her coach, were you on that same page? Uh, 100%. you know, it's it's fully in her wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. It's uh, you know something that she'll accomplish. She she did, as we'll touch on, and she'll do it again and again and again. I'm sure. Uh, but in that moment, for me, it was like the the sadness of being like, oh, I'm so sorry that today wasn't the day. Yeah. There'll be another day, yeah. but today wasn't the day. Yeah. And then I was also asking myself, 
could I have done more? Could I have helped her in some way to help her accomplish that on that day? You know, and, and that question, I guess, will influence things as we go forward. And how could, how could we do things differently? But in that moment, I was like, that, that's where my head was at. Got it. Well, and like you said, you know, whether you call it a, <clears throat> you know, I don't necessarily call it a, a failure. I mean, it, it, I came up short, but, um, you know, it just, every time you run into a situation like that, you learn so much. So I just had to kind of lean into, okay, you know, because again, I'm still very new to all of this. So going from, you know, running the Leadville heavy half to saying I want to do the Silver Rush 50 and then feeling like that wasn't enough and I could keep going. That's yeah. what led me to the 100. I just, you know, uh, I knew that, you know, this is the type of goal, you know, teaches you a lot of patience about life too, because these aren't quick wins, right. you know, but I did know <laughs> the next day we're driving back home and I'm in the car searching for my next hundred mile race mm. because I knew my fitness was there and I wasn't going to let it right. go to, you know, yeah. go start, yeah. uh, go for not, you know, I needed yeah. to, uh, see if there was another opportunity. And I found the Javelina hundred in Arizona, which happened to the finish line took place on my birthday. Mm. So I thought that has to be good luck. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that. And, but the, the, the interesting thing about that is, you know, it was only roughly three months from the Leadville. So obviously I had, a, I had more time to kind of train after taking some weeks off to recover from Leadville. The thing I didn't know, though, I had, you know, no idea about the course or the Arizona heat. Mm. You know, I, I wasn't able to replicate any of those things training in Colorado. Yeah. Um, so just kind of like Leadville, the X factor is kind of the elevation. Mm -hmm the amount of elevation, you know, with Javelina, it was the heat yeah. and just not knowing how that was going to play out. So you have just a different set of challenges. Yeah. And well, and they say it's a dry heat, but Colorado is far drier than Arizona. So you do have the added, uh, it isn't because Colorado gets damned hot. I mean, this, the intensity of the sun up here, um, versus Phoenix is, is a different thing, but you know, you get a 10% more humidity, 15% more, and then you get it up to, you know, uh, Nearly a hundred uh, degrees. Yeah, I was going to say that's um, as an October race. Yeah, you're still hitting a hundred degrees in in October in Arizona. No shade. Sure. No shade. <laughs> Just yeah, yeah. Those deserts do, tend not to have a whole lot of foliage in them. Oh, ice bandana that ice saved bandana. my life. Yeah. <laughs> but it was really cool to be able to return to Arizona then with you know some of my crew that was with me in Leadville and and Chris pacing me yep. the final loop. So we got to see sunrise again together mm -hmm. and literally run the last nine miles like solid into the finish line. And so I I I did finish a different race. Yep. Um, and it just, you know, finishing, it just kind of summed up a lot of, you know, emotion and uh, I don't know, just I knew I could do it, you know, yep. and of course I'm looking forward to the next one yep. um, just because, again, it's, you know, every day adds up and you learn something new about yourself and it's really cool to kind of see that add up over time and I'm just excited to to do it again at, at a yeah. different race, hopefully Leadville at yeah, I was going to ask, is Leadville an unfinished business for you? For sure. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. It would have to be. It is. Yeah. It is. Well, at 80 miles, and it sounded like you were still running, although, it, you know, obviously... Not 88. The, 88. Oh, uh, wow. Uh, and, you know, not running the pace you want to be running, but you're still running. That's got to be... It's almost harder in that regard than if you're, you know, I just could barely walk. I was up pacing a guy up there, and he made it 75, but we, we literally walked my entire leg, 15 miles. We walked. I think he took maybe 50, 50 running steps. His feet were so bad. And so for him, I think it was more of a, like, mm, I don't, I, I think he said he's going to do it again. He's going to try it again. Um, but for you, it's, it's almost harder where you're still vertical. You're still running. You're like, ah, if I just had just a little bit more in the tank or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. So, mm. yeah. So it keeps us, you know, this is, you know, a, a lifestyle for us yeah. together now. So, you know, we've got years of experience so far, but now excited to incorporate our kids yeah. into this, you know, mix. And, you know, that was one of the things we talked about with training is, you know, making sure to involve your kids when you mm-hmm. can. You know, I was able to cross the finish line of the Leadville Marathon with Sienna in the stroller. Mm-hmm. And that was so cool. You know, she yeah. might not remember it. She's only two right now. The funny, the pictures. But are the actually, pictures. The pictures are actually quite funny because. <laughs> she looks so unimpressed. She's so, oh. she's little. And Lindsay just crushed it. And she's just sitting there like, hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, but, you know. I do think she loves going for runs with us. And yeah. you can, she loves being out in the, the stroller. She loves hiking. She loves me. And so we can already see that she enjoys those yeah. activities and bringing her with us, you yeah. know? Um, so it is a, a great thing to be able to, to incorporate the family. It's going to be interesting. You know, we have another one due in December. It'll be interesting to see how it, it impacts, you know, our plans. Yeah to accomplish these types of things going forward. And it's not to say that there won't be a scenario where one of us is saying, okay, well, next year is your year for doing a big race, you know, and I'll do some smaller, you know, kind of more other activities. Or it's not to say that even in five to 10 years from now, we might be saying, well, you know, we're not really doing endurance sport, but I I just have this feeling that we're going to be constantly drawn to adventure. Yeah. You know, and, that adventure may shift, but we, we, you know, again, making that adventure kind of a, a team sacks type of adventure. Yeah. Yeah. Do you guys, vac- do you, do you, do you work racing and, and training and stuff into your vacations? Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of our favorite was our one year anniversary trip. We went to Bali mm-hmm. and I was searching the trail running calendars to find a trail run, hopefully in Bali. And on the map, Kuala Lumpur looks close to Bali. <laughs> not sure. <laughs> not as like, yeah. <laughs> not yeah. sure where I screwed that up, but mm. about a nine-hour flight from what I remember. But we flew from Bali to Kuala Lumpur um, for what I thought was a trail race. Actually, a race they said through the jungle. Um, it was all paved, but it was a okay. 50k, um, and we were among the very few, I think there was only one other American running the race. <laughs> um, but some of our yeah favorite vacations have been when a race is incorporated mm. into it. And Chris ended up winning the, the 50K, ironically, and I took fifth. Wow. And I've never podiumed before. So it was, uh, it was, cool. it was really cool. Super yeah, unique experience. race experience. Nice icing on the top of the cake there. Yeah. But yeah, I think we, we much prefer having... You know, we're not the type to kind of 
I don't know, sit around. Like we love, you know, if you can work really hard, accomplish something, you know, then relax. That's an amazing combination. Yeah. 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 We've done trips that are, you know, race trips, but we've also done trips that aren't, Yeah, you know, but I would say that our, our trips that we aren't, they're still, you know, hiking or we're going to go like when we were in Bali one morning, it was like talking with the locals and how do we get on a fishing boat at like 4 a.m. Yeah. And go out into the sea with this, this guy and just, you know, try catching fish, you know, as the sun's rising, you know, so there's, there's always that kind of fun adventure piece to it in, in what we're doing. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. The, um, you guys moved around the time like, we were working together. Mm-hmm. Um, so you moved out of the kind of hustle and bustle, moved up to Netherland. Um, once again, being very intentional as you were kind of looking at your goals and what you wanted out of life and starting a business and, you know, trail running and things like that. Um, two questions. One is the, the decision to move to a small town, you know, small mountain town in Colorado. Um, the just kind of like, was that, was that part of a goal setting apparatus? Like what did, was it factoring into the things that you wanted to do? Um, and then do you think that it has played a positive role in the things that you've been able to accomplish starting a business and, and, you know, achieving your racing goals and things like that? You know, so we moved from Minnesota, which we love, and we didn't move away from Minnesota for any real particular reason besides an opportunity and an opportunity for like, well, we both kind of saw ourselves living somewhere else at some point. So we moved to South Boulder and no dissident on South Boulder, but kind of felt like a suburb of Minneapolis Mm. to us anyway. Uh, Because, you know, Minneapolis, St. Paul, it's like there's the lakes, there's the rivers, there's you know, the bike pass, there's, you know, we were living in a spot where we were connected to like trails and we could go right out the door. Mm. And in South Boulder, it, it was fun, but we're like, well, we're in Colorado, but to us, it still felt like we were living in a suburb. Yeah. And so we're like, well, if we're going to live in Colorado and we weren't planning on going anywhere anytime soon, we're like, well, let's get the mountain experience. Let's really live in Colorado. Yeah, let's, let's, <laughs> yeah. let's live it up. Let's, you know, very close to us was the the foothills, you know, the... Uh, flat irons and so we like well pointed to the hills and said let's go up there and uh, we looked at a handful of different places and when we when we chose a place we did really choose based on kind of a lifestyle we were looking for you know we had a few different options and ultimately we landed with this one because we could go and do so much stuff right from the right from the door we're close to Eldora you can trail run and mountain bike out the back door uh, we literally have a trail that goes out the driveway mm. onto probably many, many, many miles of single track, yeah. you know, that's kind of all unmarked. So <clears throat> I don't put it on Strava. <laughs> <laughs> Smart. Yeah, uh, it's, it's a beautiful spot. And I'd say it's facilitated a lot of the, the fun that we've been able to incorporate. Yeah. 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 And you run an events business now, different kinds of events, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So has that been a part of the kind of slowing down process and, and again, being on the intentional side of that. So it's weddings and, and events and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's given, you know, a lot more, you know, the distance drive, you know, it's, we're about 10 miles up Boulder Canyon, a little more. Um, but I don't have a commute, you know, I'm yeah. able to work right from home, really focus, you know, so the time that I have to focus on work is really focused. And then being able to not have to drive, 
you know, even 30 minutes to the trailhead is a time saver. So there's a lot of, um, yeah, well, time saving. Yeah. It's funny how that's (laughs) all converged now. I, I don't think any of us realized how much time we were spending in a car until we weren't. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's been amazing. We did really, you know, again, kind of, I guess not really realizing that we are so goal oriented, but you know, back to our honeymoon, we were doing a lot of just kind of big picture dreaming of what we wanted our lifestyle to be like. And I think that's, you know, all of this is just really around, you know, all these things are possible. Mm -hmm. You just, you know, if it's a big enough goal in your heart, like you, you can accomplish it, you know? So, you know, creating our own business was kind of one of those bigger picture goals because we knew it could give us, you know, a lot more flexibility as a family to have room for some of these other things, because, you know, I think it can get, it can get really hard when you, you know, you do have a family and work, you know, we talk a lot about, there's really only maybe four burners that you can kind of run at the same time and do well enough, you know? And so trying to, you know, kind of limit your activity to those four priorities, you know, and so being able to create our own business that provides more flexibility gives us that much more time on the other burner, Right. (laughs) you know, how many burners you got going on right now? We try to keep it to four. Just, just, well, I know. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. We were chatting about this a little last night. You know, like if you were to really list it all out, there's a long list of things. Yeah. Right. But there's like four key burners, four primary. Yeah. You know, like family, you know, work or our career, or our business, uh, you know, staying fit. You know, it's just something we both love to do. And then four is kind of a miscellaneous. That's mm-hmm. where like you'd maybe fall into like the, ebb and the, flow a the little longer bit. list of things would all yeah. dump into the one month four, is but. home projects, the next month it's right. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But Are that you, that mentality helps us to frame it. Yeah. Are you both hobby people? Do you do you kinda pick up new things and like to, you know, continue learning and, and doing new things like that in life? I'd say we're both big on continued learning, but we don't, it's learning within, let's say like, you know, I'll start to read more or within my own career, you know, like I have aspirations and, you know, certainly so does Lindsay. So it's like within what we've focused on in those burners, diving deeper, Mm -hmm. you know, how do you, how do you, how do we improve that craft even farther is Mm -hmm. where we'll spend kind of some of that extra time. Got it. Got it. Well, cool. All right. It is, um, we're a little over an hour now, which is kind of the, the stated goal here. So we're at a point now where we, we have a 10 question dash. Uh, we haven't tried a couple before in all of this, so we'll, we'll see how this goes. I I want, uh, so the, the rules, uh, basically I'm going to ask you 10 questions, shout out the first answer that comes to mind. Uh, no take backs, no crossing fingers, no fibbing. Um, so it is just going to be, you guys can collaborate or you can just throw out your own answers here, but, um, there's technically no wrong answers, but, um, there are some, there are definitely some right answers here. So, <laughs> all right, you guys ready? Yeah. Okay. All right. So, uh, next race, I, I know the answer to this one, I think for both of you already next race. Well, I'll, I'll add in a third category, two wheels, two feet, or two skis, two feet, two wheels, two wheels. All right. Figured. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, winter, spring, summer, or fall. What's your favorite fall? Summer. 
summer. All right, I'm with Chris on that one. Worst running or riding experience? When a big fly flew in my throat in the race in Kuala Lumpur, Ooh. and I threw up in front of a local ladies' farm stand oh. and had to keep running. Oh. So I puked and ran. Oh, all right. Folly <laughs> flies. Uh, for me, it was a severe crash mountain biking that really messed up my low back and my right leg stopped working for a while. So it was like just dedication to figuring it out and getting back to it, you know, so. Partial paralysis always wins that one. <laughs> Very good. Uh, favorite race? The Leadville 100 run. All right. Leadville 100 mountain bike. <laughs> Unfortunately, this is, uh, you know, I'm sort of tapping my internal network here as we're getting this thing launched. And uh, I've talked to too many Leadville people already. <laughs> <laughs> we are in Colorado. I know. There's going to be a lot of eye rolling on this. It's like, okay, geez Louise. <laughs> Our close second is the American Burger Binder. Okay, very good. We'll give you that one there. Uh, okay, this is a good one. Um, home stretch song or band on your playlist. Who gets you across the finish line? Keith Urban. Keith Urban. Mm, T-Pain. T-Pain. <laughs> uh, you might have answered my next question. Uh, most embarrassing band or artist on your playlist? Oh, come on. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I have the Hansons. Mbop. Ooh. Oh, I'm sure there's some T-Swift in there. Okay, T-Swift. <laughs> I think you're the second person who's given T-Swift as an answer there. So, uh, okay, favorite running partner, human or animal? Oh, it's you a tie. I spend a lot of time training with our German short hair pointer, Toby. Okay. Toby? Uh, I would say human. 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 Okay, yeah. very good. Yeah. All right. Uh, race superstitions, heck yeah, or hogwash? You guys superstitious? No, hogwash. No. Yeah. Hogwash, mm. very good. Okay, I agree with both of you. Final question. You're gonna, you can collaborate on this one. You can, Ooh, oh, we, okay, can, we can throw one to the other. We Getting can do whatever ready. you want. What's the secret? Ooh. Can I say two things? You may. Love and open-mindedness. Consistency. All right. Very yeah, good. Yeah, okay. Those are good. That is excellent, guys. All right. Okay. Very good. Well, any other parting words that you'd like to leave our <laughs> listeners with? Well, one, I'd, I'd just like to say thank you for the opportunity. You thank, know, thank you. Yeah, we Lindsay and I talked about it, and we feel very fortunate to have found each other and have the relationship that we have, and an opportunity just to talk about. You know, well, we know we've got something great, and we love it. Yeah. And if through this conversation, you know, other people, you know, are entertained or enjoy it or find some tidbits in it, yeah. you know, uh, we find that fantastic. And I would say one of the things that I, for me is just a, a secret of our success is just how strongly we will support each other and each other's goals, whether they're endurance or a new business or, you know, kids, you know, just we go through that process to find what those goals are for each other individually. And then we both really tie ourselves into those and say, we're going to do what we can to help each other to accomplish those. And we enjoy, we enjoy doing it. And that's, that's just been fantastic. Well said, Lindsay. And last part I thought on my end is probably just, you know, you know, someone that's looking to kind of, you know, enjoy some of these things as well. You just don't let perceived barriers get in the way mm. of getting started yeah. and trying because you truly, 
you know, a common mantra I've always had is you don't know until you try. Yeah. So, and there's no better time to start trying, you know, and, and not being afraid of what could be, but just soaking it all in along the way. Nice. Do you guys, um, with the state of the world and everything else, do you guys worry about, um, being too good looking as a couple sometimes? <laughs> <laughs> That's, that because, a, that's very kind of you. That become a liability. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. Well, on that note, no then. <laughs> that is the show, everybody. I really hope you enjoyed it. Thank you for listening. And thank you to Chris and Lindsay Sachs for sitting down and sharing an amazing hour with us. I'm going to ask a special favor here. We are building this show and channel quite literally from scratch. So if you can take a moment and follow us on your chosen socials, we are at Faster Forward Show on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, etc. So if you would be so kind, it really does help us grow and your support is much appreciated. If you like this episode, be sure to share it with your podcast loving friends. Give the show a like or rating and review depending on the platform you're listening on. And let us know in the comments what you thought or if you have a guest that you'd like to hear on the show, drop us a note there or you can email me directly at troy at fasterforwardshow.com. And as always, until next time, keep moving faster forward, everybody. I accidentally played the crickets too. So enjoy the crickets. <laughs> All right. I wouldn't have known. I was like, is that a wheel squeaking? <laughs> Could have been a wheel squeaking. Yeah, like ear, ear. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we should take a picture. All right. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye.